Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. So again, we're going to be talking about professionalism under the guise of professionalism or that umbrella we're going to be discussing websites and social media presence very quickly here. And I'm welcoming back to the show, Barb Sodiropoulos. Barb, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks she for gave, having she gave me some, uh, some dancing hands. Jazz there hands. We go. I gave you jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands. That's, that's what the lovely uh, people in Monthly Sharpener get with these videos is jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands. Oh, oh wow. All right. <laughs> I may have just like made moves. people want to leave. Sorry. <laughs> I worked on some dance moves myself. So Did maybe, you? Maybe, oh my god! I worked on some. Maybe I'll we bust can do that coordinated out. Uh, dance moves later. <laughs> no, people don't want to see that. It's fine. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. All right. So, website, website, and social appearance. How important is it? Like when you're starting to create your own artwork. And you, you're starting to think, okay, I want to show my work on social media. Uh, maybe I want to take commissions. Maybe I want to start entering contests. Uh, maybe uh, submit, you know, some work uh, and see if I can write a magazine article or something like that. Is that is that at the point, Barb, where we probably need to create a website? What do you think? Yeah, I think if you're you know, trying to present yourself in a professional capacity, whether it be for yeah. any of those reasons you mentioned, it's definitely worth it to have a website. That being said, I mean, there are times if you're just starting out and, you know, and you, you want to share your artwork or sort of have a place where people can find it, you could also just start with something like Instagram. It's a very, very simple way of having um, a bit of a portfolio, I guess, without yeah. having to deal with the intimidation and and to some degree the cost of having a website websites are yeah. really i think more important for people who are um in a professional capacity either taking commissions or for whatever reason you know need that yeah. sort of online portfolio presence as a means for people to to see their work um the advantage right, right. of that obviously with instagram you do need an account to see things i mean a lot of people are on that platform but just websites allow you to have a more expanded presence the way that Instagram doesn't. I mean, Instagram's kind of like a, like a abbreviated version of what a website does in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> for better or worse, it's becoming a place where there's so many different things that you can do with your account. I mean, you can, create reels you can create um videos you and you know if they're longer than i think it's 15 seconds or 59 i don't remember it's, yeah um it, it will go to a uh, igtv um uh, format and so the preview is available over there on on your page you can create highlights you can create um stories you know there, there's uh, a lot of things you you can do with that, and it's it is a good way to get started. You can even uh, talk about your process if you wanted to do that. 
and share, you know, with others what, you know, materials you prefer and the process that you use. You can do that in highlights. It would be a cool way of doing that. Um, yeah. And then while you're working on that, while you're working on your artwork, you can be working behind the scenes on creating your own website. There are some very low-cost options uh, to get started with that really do a good job of getting you the presence that you need. And if you want to scale that up and start having something a little more robust, like a WordPress site with a theme on it, something like that later down the line, then that's always an option. But just to get started, I mean, I think Wix or Squarespace are both really good platforms to get started with. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Barb? Yeah, I think anything that has a drag and drop style editor. Yeah. So what that essentially means, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but ideally how those work is that you're not worrying about having to do any backend coding. There's no right. kind of program you really need to learn. The idea is that it should be very visually based and you're kind of just moving elements around within the screen so you can design yeah. it that way. Um, that tends to be, you know, the majority of, of what uh, people use. And it really, there's no excuse for having a bad looking website anymore. Um, no, not, not, not today. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're 2021 and beyond. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I, I, okay. I, I know that like, you know, maybe the platforms people originally started when it, it started on, it was definitely more difficult and there was more yeah. um, kind of uh, knowledge needed, but now yeah. there are templates that you can use that are certainly, um, they're, they're more than good enough to start with. Right. If you're right. doing something like a portfolio, a lot of website providers and hosting providers will have even something that is specifically for portfolios. So, yeah. um, like I said, there's really not a reason to kind of have a poor looking website at this point. And no. when we're yeah. speaking it, about it in the context of professionalism, I mean, that's something right away that sort of, you know, if, 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 if you, if you're going to the point to have a website and then yeah. people go there and it's a hot mess, like <laughs> I, I just, you know, like you're not really, you're, I would rather see under construction than have your website be yeah. awful. Cause, cause to yeah. me, like. I just feel like we are we are such a web-based world now right. that um like first of all I'm annoyed when businesses don't have a website. I'm like how do you not have a website? Like at the yeah. very least you should have some sort of social media and maybe yeah. that's you know even me. if it's a one pager. Yeah. You, you really do you don't a need to page website. Totally. You don't need yeah. to have this like in-depth you know, war and peace version on the web right. of a website like Well, and I would know? I would argue that I would rather see a one-page website yeah. uh, with good, appropriate, well-formatted, uh, beautiful content than I would a five or six pages or even three that say under construction on them. I mean, yeah. you don't have to do that. You don't have to make that public until it's ready to be public. Um, we don't need to see under construction, really. I mean, just, just stick with one page and you can say even uh, towards the bottom or something, I'll have more coming out later or something like that. If you're just getting started, you know, yeah. we know it's under construction if it's not there on your page yet. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, <laughs> even with your portfolio, I mean, just start with like six images. If, yeah. You know, that, yeah. like yeah. it doesn't, I, I think sometimes people feel pressured that they need to have this huge body of images that they're putting on there. Mm. But ideally, ideally your, your website should contain your best work. And so, yeah. 
Um, you know, it's, you want to just pick the thing and you want to be constantly updating it too, is the other thing as you create new and better work, you want to, you know, make cuts to the team. (laughs) Like, and and it can can be hard. I mean, I, I struggle with that as well. I mean, I'm constantly. I cut my darlings recently. I mean, (laughs) and made big deep cuts to the team because yeah. I'm embarrassed by some of the earlier works. Yeah, I'm constantly kind of updating my my website and my gallery page and how it's yeah. structured and that sort of thing trying to, you know, yeah. find what the best the best sort of solution for that is, but I right, think uh, right. it, it's important for a few reasons. For one reason, it helps your your SEO to be constantly having some sort of updates so whether, so whether yeah. you have a blog component or that sort of thing and uh, for people that don't know what SEO means, it's search engine optimization. And so okay. I, essentially what that means is that it's just how how searchable or how findable your website is. And so right. stuff like, you know, having regular blog posts or updating your content will just it'll make it seem like it's actually an active page as opposed to something that's been parked or forgot about forgotten. about. Right, right. So right. Um, now, and, and an important thing about that, Barb, sorry to no, no. Uh, horn in here like that, no but. An important thing to remember about that, though, is that you can you can still have consistent and steady traffic and do well with your website, even if you have kind of ignored search engine optimization, SEO. Uh, I, I'm a testament of that. I have kind of let that go. And, and uh, I thought, OK, that's going to hurt me. Um, but uh, to be honest, it really hasn't hurt me. Um, and I'm not on the best platform for SEO. I really, um, I, I really don't care. I don't want to make it sound like I'm cavalier about it. I, I think it's important, but I used to care a lot more about it as I'll just put it that way. Um, I don't care as much as I used to. I used to kind of hyper-focus on it. Now I don't care very much about it. And, it uh, it hasn't been something that I've been focused on. What I have been focused on is because my business is teaching, so it's not creating art. You know, it's teaching uh, how to how to create art. But what I've been focused on is how best to help my students. What is it that they need? And when I started focusing in that area, I think it has naturally kind of helped my uh, searchability a little bit. Because I've been consistent at something, not my blogging, that's for sure, because that involves writing and that's not something I'm going to be, you know, focusing on. But anyway, I just wanted to insert that really quick there. I was just about to argue with you and then I was like, all right, I see where he's going with this. I was I was going to say that I think the fact that you're constantly putting out new podcasts and that's attached to your website as well as the fact that people are coming to your website for information on how to like join the academy and all that sort of thing yeah even if you aren't changing the content you still have a reason for people to go there aside from just looking at your work like there's there's actually an actionable reason for people to go there so that that's also slightly the difference between that's true um, and i I am putting new content out there just not at this breakneck speed that i see a lot of bloggers do like every day or every week i I don't even think that's necessary i mean i blog maybe depending on how much i have to say that month yeah it's uh no but but if you read after some they would they would say in the beginning you know try to do that and try to get 100 articles and that kind of thing but Yeah. yeah i think for artists it's slightly different to be honest and you're and you're building up um you know it's kind of a weird thing i think we're in this little little hybrid bubble here uh as artists and creatives to a certain extent but 
I heard one person talk about and explain before that artists don't need to be concerned with SEO. Be And I kind of believe it in some ways because they're building up them, who they are as a, as a brand. So your keywords are different because your keywords are Barb Sotiropoulos, you know, John Medic, that kind of thing, rather than uh, this, you know, business over here. Your keywords very unique, and your body of work is unique to you. But you know, I that aside, you do need to be concerned with it. And there are some keywords um, that you would be concerned with as well. But that's probably a separate topic. But I think yeah. it's important that I, we hit on it. I think that's a small portion of it too. I mean, I think when yeah. you're talking about having a website and that sort of thing, it's you you are also in some to some extent promoting yourself elsewhere and then driving people to that site. So yeah. for example, yeah, you if better you, be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be the point in having it because if you're just relying on people happening upon you, that's obviously I mean if won't you happen. About, yeah. <laughs> if you think about how many websites are out there, that's that's likely yeah. not going to happen. And and right. what typically happens, I know for me, with a lot of the traffic that I get to my website, it's usually my blog and it's based on reviews that I've done of certain products or that sort of thing. And yeah. those tend to be the things that get the most hits. And if while people are there, sometimes they're curious and they happen to look at, you know, my artwork or whatever, or if they come from Instagram or something and they're clicking on a right. link to then see more of my work. But realistically yeah. the the thing that's driving people to my website is something that they've searched like review on a certain type of colored pencil and it's taking them to my website so right, um, right. but they're not necessarily getting there based on searching for my artwork so right. i guess my point in saying that is even if you are creating a website you still have to promote it elsewhere or have yeah. or give people a reason to be going there so whether that's yeah, to contact you for commissions or to see more of your work for whatever reason, that sort of thing. There needs to be a an intent for your website. Um, mm -hmm. And again, if it's just to show your work, if it's a starter thing, you know, to your point of having a one pager, that's certainly enough to start with. And if you're still trying to figure out what that is, like, it, that's okay too. I think the point is that if you're going to do it, try to do it well. I mean, yes, you get started, but the thing is like, there shouldn't, you still want to make sure you're presenting yourself with a certain amount of professionalism. I would say right, also right. simple is best. Don't worry about patterns. Don't worry about making it too fancy. Sometimes right. a white page with your name at the top and like six or whatever squares with your artwork can be more than enough. And, and oh, really, yeah, it's definitely. about your work for the most part. So you want it to just stand out and keep it clean. Keep it mm -hmm. simple. Don't worry about I mean. There used to be this thing years ago where it's like people had like a, an entry page and then you'd have to hit enter and then there, you know, sometimes be this big yeah. animation and then you enter the website, stuff. you know? Yeah. And, or have have some animation or some yeah. video that would start playing audibly right away yeah. too. Such a I mean, big that's just, off. that's just not, you don't need that anymore, you know? And no, like, you don't. It's, and also I would say if you still do have any kind of a welcome page, the welcome page still needs some sort of like call to action or CTA or something like, you yeah. know, that something that, that it has a purpose. Every page should have yeah. a purpose. Right. Right. Now I will say this, that, if you are going to have a website and it there along with having a purpose and the point of what you're doing you need to drive that traffic from some consistency 
So whether that is because you're putting something out there every week on Instagram or somewhere else or Facebook or whatever, some consistency, whatever that is, you know, be more consistent than I am in posting on Instagram or on Facebook. But whatever it is, if, even if it's once a month, you know, just try to keep that up. Whatever you can keep up, try to do it. If it's once a month, make sure you keep doing that once a month. And then when they come back there, what the biggest and easiest thing that I would recommend uh, for artists to do is get people on your email list. So start an email list. And it's free usually to be able to start one uh, until you get a few thousand um, subscribers. Most of the time now, I think uh, you can start for free and just, you know, tell them that, you know, if you sign up for my email list in exchange, I will, um, I don't know give you something great, whatever it is. Those of you who are creating artwork and you're wanting to sell that artwork, then when you get somebody who's attracted to your artwork, they want to hear from you. And you could say something as simple as, until you think of something else great, you could think of something, just you know, put something out there that's simple and just say, get on my email list and I'll notify you when I come out with my brand new art piece. And then you can talk to them through email and tell them, hey, I came out with this new art piece. Uh, I just posted it on my website today. Go check it out. And it is for sale and have that an easy way for them to look at it and enjoy it. And then possibly, you know, these are clients that may be interested in purchasing your work. Any other ideas about that, Barb, like how to get somebody engaged? Because one thing is for certain, if somebody comes to your website, they're going to do one thing for sure, and that is leave. They're going to leave. And <laughs> so glass so, half empty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. They're going to leave. And that, I mean, by that, virtue of they have to get there, and then at they some have point, to get yes, there, they so have they to, had leave. to get there. They're also going to have to leave, you know. <laughs> And so the one thing you want to do is you want to continue the conversation. You want to have another touch point with this individual. And the easy way to do that is through email. And so if you're able to capture their email and to ask them, hey, in exchange for this information or this whatever thing it is to the, the call to action that you were talking about, Barb, I will give you this thing give me your email address. And so it's another way of just staying in touch with that person. And so that they can remember you and they'll come back to your website. That that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really simple way to start. I mean, if you start yeah. with a portfolio page, a contact page and a bio page, like yeah. that's, that's sometimes more than enough to start with. Right. And, you know, um, a lot of, depending on the platform you're on, a lot of them have integrations with, say, MailChimp or Constant Contact or whatever email you know, yeah. provider you want to use. And right. uh, you can you can have something that pops up. A lot of times you'll see that on websites or you can create a separate page with like a little. You know, and again, this takes a little bit of technical knowledge. A lot of times there's some really great information to show you how to do it. Or again, depending on the platform you're using, they'll have something set up so it'll do it automatically for you. You just need to enter in your information. But essentially, um, what's good about that is, you know, to your point, John, when people come there, if, if you're not sitting there necessarily offering reviews or a blog or anything like that, you want to still right. be able to, to capture 
that information from people and, and have a way to either contact them again, if that's something that they want. And I mean, you can also start without necessarily offering anything for free. I mean, the thing for yeah. free could just be that you're going to keep them updated and that sometimes yeah. can be enough. Um, yeah. I certainly didn't have like a, 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 I guess a free gift, if you will, for the first little while. Yeah. I will say that I definitely saw an increase in my sign up numbers when I did offer mm -hmm. something like that. However, you know, you you may like it could be something as simple and again this takes some technical knowledge to kind of make all those things happen but it could be as simple as like okay i created this coloring page or or you'll get a free postcard print i mean it sort of like requires people also to give you their address at that point too which is sometimes a little harder to get but the point is is that you can just if you if you do these very simple things it's a way of starting to build that part of your business and even yeah. if you don't necessarily have a product or the only product you have to offer is your artwork at this yeah. stage, at least you've started to kind of build that side of things. So then in the future, right, if you right. decide you want to expand into tutorials or, you know, you may never do that either, but it's still a way of keeping in contact with people who are yeah. likely going to be your supporters and also potentially people that are buyers of your artwork. Right. Absolutely. Now, um, ConvertKit. Also, that's a, an email provider like MailChimp, and that's the one that I use, and I recommend them highly. So if you're interested in them, I'll have a link set up over there in the show notes, and you can get started for free over there. It's free for the first 1,000 subscribers. And I know for many of you who have asked me about this and you're just getting started and you want to sell work, um, you know, this is a great way to go because you you may not ever even grow past that, or it may take years before you grow past um, that 1,000 mark. Uh, but it may happen overnight. It may happen right away. You know, you never know. But it's a great platform to use. And the other thing, if it if this sounds daunting in your mind and you're like, ah, I don't want to sell my artwork on my website. I mean, how do I even do that? I got to get e-commerce set up and all that. Just put it over on Etsy or some other um, site, you know, pixels.com, uh, isn't it? Pixels. Let me check on that real quick. But just sell it somewhere else, and um, and you're going to be able to. Um, you sell artwork on Pixels. I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Sending just go over to. to place. <laughs> just go over to pixels.com, and I'll have all this linked up in the show notes, and you can sell your work, you know, on any number of other places. Uh, so the checkout process looks like this. It's a link over to your portal page on one of these other websites. And then that's who handles the e-commerce side of it. And then you fulfill the orders. But, you know, what whatever it is you decide to offer, I mean, these email programs uh, make it really simple to be able to do that. So. Yeah, there's a lot of programs out there that offer similar things. I mean, Big Cartel is another one of them that you can set up and, you know, have an art page. And then again, you fulfill the orders, but they take care of kind of the back end and yeah. very easy uh, to set up. And they have it free for so many listings that for a certain point of time, too. So um, yeah. there's, there's lots of resources out there. What I would say is that if you are planning to have any kind of a business with your artwork and the whole web thing sort of scares you, um, I mean, there's definitely people out there that can help you. So whether yeah. it's uh, a relative or something, you know, just, it, I, I think it's, it's an important part of your presence that shouldn't be ignored. I can understand people yeah. not necessarily wanting social media cause that's kind of its own animal, but 
Um, you know, when it comes to what I would say that social media is easier than a website in a lot of ways. However, um, you know, the website, I think, is really the thing that makes you come across a lot more professional. The yeah, other thing absolutely. as well is that if you want a business account on Instagram, you need to be able to link it to a website. Um, mm -hmm. So that, you know, and the business account on Instagram allows you to to get the analytics and that sort of thing, which yeah. are more beneficial down the road. So uh, there's yeah. just there's there's things that you, you can kind of just need to sort of keep in consideration with those things. And um, again, it can seem really daunting, but there are, there are obviously people, you know, that are you could you finding a mentor for example who who can yeah. kind of walk you through those things um right that's certainly something i'm planning on offering and providing with my mentoring services is just a little yeah. bit of advice with that sort of thing to help people get started but um awesome. yeah yeah it's i i think just don't don't let it scare you because if it is yeah. something that you want to do there's ways to do it very simply and very easily right. um and it, it'll make it'll it'll take you leaps and bounds into into having a professional presence with your with your Absolutely. art and with your business awesome all right so anything else barb in wrapping up here i think i think we are good to go what do you think yeah no i think we're good quick conversation guys so that's what we wanted to do with some of these topics that uh, otherwise could be a little more dry if we <laughs> Stuck it all into what two hours, Barb, or something like that. You want like to talk about pixels forever? Come on. Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you got me all revved up just thinking about it. I mean, all right, calm down. Okay, <laughs> this is a family show, John. <laughs> okay, so on that note, <laughs> I, I'm loving these conversations though about professionalism, and we've got more coming your way. So, um. Been a lot of fun, Barb, and this is a weekly show. It comes out every Monday. Uh, before I leave, though, I do want to remind you to go over to the show notes and check out our sponsor for the podcast, uartpastelpaper.com. Uh, we thank UART Pastel Paper for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, if you weren't aware, they come in pastel paper for UART comes in seven different grade levels. And uh, they explain all of that right there on their website. Uh, they've also got this area, I think is really cool, uh, tips and videos. And these are just different artists that are using the product. And there's colored pencil artists that have articles out here. And they're using the product and talking about how to use uh, this sanded paper. So if you've never tried sanded paper before, I recommend UART Premium Sanded Pastel Paper. And you can use it both dry and wet. It's a sturdy, non-absorbent surface. Comes in beige and in dark in those seven different grades that we talked about. Um, give it a try. It will speed up your rendering process a lot. So if you've only drawn on paper before, especially uh, these uh, highly absorbent papers, and then you're going to switch over to something like sanded paper, uh, it's very different, so don't give up on it. You may remember from uh, previous shows before this one, I talked about how I didn't really care for sanded paper uh, when I just tried it the first time. I didn't really like it, but I gave it a shot, and I kept working with it. So that's it, guys. I will talk to you again next week, and until then, stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.